Support for Real Pink comes from Genentech, a member of the Roche Group, who pursues groundbreaking science to discover and develop medicines for people with breast cancer. Learn more at gene.com. That's G-E-N-E.com. From Susan G. Komen, this is Real Pink, a podcast exploring real stories, struggles, and triumphs related to breast cancer. We're taking the conversation from the doctor's office to your living room. During this time of social isolation, clearing ourselves of mental toxicities for better mental attitude, health, and wellness is important. My guest on the show today is Summer Watson, a classical crossover artist who has great insights on positive attitude and mental health. Summer has performed around the world, including Buckingham Palace and a Chinese audience of over 1.3 billion TV viewers. And now we have the privilege to chat with her on Real Pink. Summer, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a delight to be here. I'm thrilled. Well, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. So I am a British classical crossover artist. Moved to Los Angeles about 11 years ago. And I have toured the world singing beautiful classical pieces. And that's kind of melded into some more popular pieces and um, just spreading the love and the joy of music. That's fantastic. And, and it seems like every time I talk to you, you're about to go to the studio. So you're obviously doing a lot of work, recording a lot right now, right? That's correct. It's a very busy time right now to get creative. I, you know, signed to Sony when I was about 20 years old and toured the world singing beautiful film music and um, more popular classics, you know, like Ava Cassidy and Barbara Streisand pieces and so forth. But I really think it's very, very important to share each and every one of our stories in whichever way we can, um, whether it be through poetry or written word. And obviously for myself, you know, is obviously through song. So even though I trained as a classical artist and then, um, you know, toured the world, really um, places from Buckingham Palace to China singing for 1.3 billion people, um, beautiful pieces that already existed. Um, had you asked me when I was 20, will you write your own music? I wouldn't have known the answer. And now this season of which I'm in is just seems to be a beautiful time to reflect and to tell my story through song. I love that. Well, speaking of telling your story, can you tell us a little bit about your breast cancer story as well? Absolutely. So I, first of all, will preface that breast cancer for me was a blessing. And some of your listeners might find that a little strange to hear. But I had, you know, 37 years of amazing health. I'd never had a filling. I never had flu. Cancer and serious illnesses haven't run in my family. And when I was 37, I decided to get a mammogram, as one does at that point in their life. And out of nowhere, I thought I was just going to pop in, get a mammogram and come home again and carry on. Except I was then told, you know, a week or so later that I had stage three slash four breast cancer and wow. really only had about a month to six weeks to make some pretty big decisions. Say so that then really was the beginning of uh, a new chapter for me of how I then wanted to look at my life um, as, as a whole. I mean, I was a fairly disciplined, um, you know, young lady, the way I lived from, um, 
you know, spending time with friends, doing the old school thing of sort of writing letters and writing gratitude um, notes, um, enjoying music and so forth. Um, But I had to look at other areas of my life that could have caused the toxicity in my body Mm. and how I wanted to approach my life um, in the future. Wow, that's fantastic. And I know that you feel strongly about the different areas of health that need to be in balance in order to live your best life. Can you, can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So I, as I say to friends and anyone I speak to, you know, you don't have to wake up and get diagnosed with cancer to think about making small changes in your life of how to sustain vibrancy and um, joy and to spread serotonin rather than fear and negativity. And what I mean by that is, you know, how are you choosing to live your life? There are many, many areas of your life to look at. And it's all very well to eat fresh produce and greens and drink alkaline water and all the rest of it. But if you're watching the news and um, listening to negative radio then that just fuels the body just as much. It's a lot to do with mental and emotional well-being. How are you choosing to set up your day? Right. We're in this current season of the coronavirus. Are you choosing to fill your life of fear? Yeah. Obviously, it's important to stay informed, but to what level do we need to take that into our system So if there's toxicity from the past, pain that we've suffered, whether it be through childhood experiences or, you know, family toxicity or friends that we currently have in our life, and even so far as, you know, maybe pain that's been caused by boyfriends or girlfriends or husbands or ex-husbands or ex-wives, we have to learn. There's so much out there for us to get our hands on to step one, be able to be at peace with that and to let go of that because Mm. if we're still even just slightly thinking about it and it it will definitely still reside in the body. Like it has to be completely gone to be completely at peace for us to be able to move forward in our life. And then we can really tell ourselves, I feel great. I feel strong. I feel happy. Yeah. So that's, that's really been my journey over the last few years. Um, and I joke with friends that I call it, you know, get tiggerfied, Winnie the Pooh and Tigger. Yeah. I think everybody needs some pounce in their tail. <laughs> I love that. Uh, what I think I'm hearing you say, there were three key points that I took down in my notes uh, for maintaining a healthy mental attitude. One is avoid negativity. Uh, so negative anything, putting negative things into your mind. Two was be present. And three was to watch out for negative relationships. I like to, you know, really look at life as a pie chart. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the pie chart enables you to draw a circle and draw sections within that pie chart of what you are currently doing in your life and what is important to you. So you might have one section career, another section family life, another section maybe relationship spiritual, health, um, exercise, and then maybe leading into community. 
And you will look at your life and say, gosh, you know, 95% of that wheel, the circle, the pie chart is I'm getting up and going to work every day. And there's not much time going to my husband or wife, or there's not much time going to family. I need to readdress that because if it's all or nothing, your life isn't going to flow forward. Mm. Yeah, that's great. I appreciate you, you sharing that. Uh, so let's talk a little bit more about cancer. Uh, what advice would you give to someone that was recently diagnosed? So first of all, um, for anybody who has been diagnosed with cancer, my own experience is not to panic. You, you naturally will go into free fall, naturally. You might feel numb to it. You might shake. You might um, obviously go into a state of fear. But the key element is to almost do kind of like a lockdown, like a shutdown, where you take inventory of, okay, I've had a med medical diagnosis. This is real. What am I going to do about it? Right. And step one is to take some time for yourself. Step two, write out what the practicalities are of what you have to do. Things like building a team around you. Right. Speaking to people who've already gone through whatever type of cancer that you've been diagnosed with. It doesn't right. just have to be breast cancer. What are my best tools that I can use? Hmm. So do I have a friend who is good at administration? Right. Talk to them and assign them the role of doing all the admin. And every time you go to the hospital or the doctors, you're going to have to fill in myriads of paperwork. And for me, it got so, and again, this is just my journey, it got so frustrating mm -hmm. having to fill in just reams of the same information. Right. How old are you? What's your date of birth? What blood type are you? Right. You know, when yeah. did you last have your cycle? Like, what do you eat? How yeah. tall are you? What your weight was? All the time. And I got so sick of it. Sure. It was such a blessing to be able to have someone else take care of all that plus all the bills, plus, plus all of the paperwork. I personally used to find the experience a little traumatic going into the hospital, you know, every single day for appointments and making the plan of the biopsies to the, do I or do I not do a mastectomy? Yeah. Should I do chemo? Should I not do radiation? Should I take, you know, all the drugs that they recommend and so forth? And at that time, you feel pressured to make decisions immediately and you have time. You right. know, I'm not saying months and months and months, but you know, you, you have time to make a decision of what you're going to do all or nothing, or maybe one, a little bit of everything yeah. to what works for you and what works for your financial situation. Yeah. And the key thing is it's your life. And it's your, it's your pathway. You have to sit quietly and really think about what resonates with you. Do you want to just go off in a cabin in the middle of nowhere and just juice and do chakra work and work with a shaman? And that can work. There are also people who get the biopsies, do the radiation, and then do either a lumpectomy or a mastectomy. And some people do double mastectomies and chemo and all the various drugs afterwards. So you have to sit with what works for you because in the end of the day, it's your decision. 
And then what I chose when I went through that journey was then to decide and to start to talk to friends and anyone I could get my hands on was what made them happy and what made them laugh. And I started to just really become so excited about finding every comedian I could get my hands on. Comedy, you know, full-blown series, to podcasts, to goofy cartoons, to anything that made me feel like a kid again and just laugh my pants off. Because laughter was so healing. Mm. And even to this day, you know, five, six years later, it's a choice. Do I sit down and watch some kind of you know, adventure slash horror kind of movie that's, yeah, seems cool and it's got great music and big guns and, you know, good looking people killing people and stuff. It's kind of fun, but then it never (laughs) makes me really feel great at the end of it. So, you know, 90% of the time I actually choose to just watch comedy and just laugh. That may be the best description of an action movie I've ever heard in my life, by the way. That was, <laughs> that was genuinely amazing. Wow. <laughs> well, they usually are, aren't they? They spend six months in the no, gym looking great and they go totally around right. with a fake the, the gun. Only, the only people in action movies are just amazing looking people all the time. Just all the action movies. That's just, that's, that's how it works. So, <laughs> well, well, Summer, this has been really amazing. Um, I, I do have one final question for you. Uh, Talk to us about how Susan G. Komen has played a role in your breast cancer journey. Oh, my goodness. So last year, you know, I was invited to sing at a concert here in Los Angeles that was to raise funds for the Komen Foundation. And obviously, I love to share my gift. But when you get opportunities where you can share your story, which that evening was, Mm. that's what resonates with me. Yeah. So the Komen Foundation gave me a platform where I could sing and share beautiful music, uplifting music, empowering music, but also a platform for me to be able to share some of my story of empowerment to others that we don't have to carry a violin around with us and feel sorry for ourselves. And the foundation, I really believe, is doing that and sharing that news with everybody yeah yeah that's because it's not just the people who get diagnosed with the cancer that are going through it it's everybody around that one nucleus it's everybody around friends family yeah wow i love your perspective i love uh your positivity i love your your focus on what's uplifting and supporting and i really appreciate you taking the time to come on the show today this it's really genuinely been a pleasure Thank you so much for this opportunity. I really, really appreciate it. And to you and family and friends and everyone who's listening, just remember, it's all about being tiggified. Put a pounce in your step. This is a new season for us to really think about how do we want to be functioning emotionally and get prepared to live the most beautiful life and to live our best life because that's what we were put on this earth to do. Help is needed now more than ever. Susan G. Komen established the Komen COVID-19 Action Fund to support urgent needs among our breast cancer community today. Whether it's providing answers and counsel for those who can't see a doctor in person to those that need financial or treatment assistance. Visit coronavirus.komen.org and donate today.
Thanks to Genentech for supporting Real Pink. To find out more about Genentech's latest advancements, visit gene.com. That's G-E-N-E dot com.